Welcome to the Kinetic Enterprise, built to evolve, presented by Deloitte. Your host for the program is Bonnie D. Graham. This program will set up your business for the future with topics centered on the four pillars of the Kinetic Enterprise. We'll focus on case studies and best practices designed to move you to the next level. Now, here is Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy to have you here on the Kinetic Enterprise presented by Deloitte. We have a very, very important topic today. Let me give you a little background before I ask my three specialists, transformation specialists, to introduce themselves. So many organizations today, and that could be your company, you are listeners around the world, many organizations today profess the customer is solidly at the center of their business, but the reality for customer experience can be not quite that. Disparate systems, inconsistent processes, and a lack of data-driven insights can make it difficult to create, what does the customer want? A unified, meaningful experience. Today, we're going to share insights on how you can deliver a consistent experience across all customer touch points with an integrated, here's the big word for today, the phrase is L2L lead to loyalty solution designed to make your customers feel like they're dealing with a single integrated organization. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Our panel of transformation specialists at Deloitte today, we have Russell McLean, Uday Srinivasa Reddy, and Andres Calderon will share their insights that can help you deliver more personalized human experiences by leveraging customer data and sentiments. Sentiments is important. Exploring what it takes to build loyalty through excellent service and the details for deploying a highly scalable platform that delivers on the promise of an engaging omni-channel customer experience. There were so many key words in there, customer data and sentiments, excellent service highly scalable platforms, and promise. That's all part of what we're going to talk about today. So stay tuned for the next hour and join me for the Kinetic Enterprise, nurturing customer experience from lead to loyalty. And you're all going to go away with the new buzz phrase, L2L. Now you've got another one with the two in the middle. So welcome again. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. As the gentleman said at the beginning, let's go around the table and have my esteemed panelists introduce themselves. Russell McLean, you're up first. Tell us who you are, what do you do, and what's your passion for this topic? Russell, welcome. Hey, Bonnie. Uh, yeah, Russell McLean. I'm a principal in our uh, advertising, marketing, and commerce team. Uh, what I do is I focus on helping organizations better acquire, uh, sell to, and retain customers. Um, through you know, the implementation of solutions similar to the ones we're talking about today. Focus on the consumer product space, um, where I, I try and uh, help uh, clients or customers better engage with their, their customers, uh, drive business to their, their websites, uh, their commerce platforms, and then uh, once they've conducted that sale, had that initial transaction, how do they continue to engage and retain those customers uh, over time? I've uh, been with Deloitte since about 2004, um, focusing, uh, my entire career I focused on this space, uh, helping, helping organizations better work with their customers. And, uh, you know, a particular passion for this, this topic is, um, you know, the solution that we've developed over the years um, really helps streamline and, and make that engagement much more effective. Uh, the, the, the plumbing that goes behind the scenes within an organization to, to, to help with that. Uh, with this topic is really quite complex. It can be uh, pretty difficult to pull off um, in a way that is cost effective and, and efficient. And so, you know, that's that's the area that uh, I like. I'm passionate about helping helping our companies do that better. Um, 
work with Udi and Andres on that and uh, you know look forward to talking to you a little bit more about that stuff this morning. Thank you very much. Quick question for you, Russell. L2L, is this a new concept? Is this a new term? We're adding it to our what I call our alphabet soup. What do you see? Well, you know, I like to refresh our terms every year, every couple of years. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's a new concept. I think it's, it's um, you know, as, as technology uh, gets more efficient, adds more capabilities to it over the years, then the channels to engage customers, uh, the way to drive that loyalty um, changes over time. Um, how folks want to interact with organizations they do business with changes over time. So I think the concept is, has been around for a long time, but I think the, the methods of, of getting there have, have definitely evolved. And where we are just now is, you know, it's going to be the same next year and the year after. Everything's evolving. Where we are just now is quite an exciting time to be in. Thank you very much, Russell. Nice to meet you. Let's go around the virtual table to Uday Srinivasareddy. Uday, welcome, and please tell everybody what you do at Deloitte and what's your what's your overview, your arch, overarching view of L2L. Go ahead, Uday. Yep. Thanks, Bonnie, and good morning, everyone. Uh, glad to be here. So, Uday Srinivasareddy, uh, I'm a partner in our uh, digital transformation business in Deloitte. Um, I've been uh, consulting for over two decades um, now um, and uh, with, with, uh, with Deloitte for about uh, two decades out of it, um, out of that. And I focus uh, primarily on helping organizations, large-scale enterprises with end-to-end -end customer transformation, with, with their customer at the center, how do they go through a full 360-degree transformation. That's been my passion. That's, that's what I've been doing all along. Um, and, uh, you know, I help organizations all the way from the front office, from CRM to commerce to marketing and all the way to their back office operations from auto management, supply chain to financial transformation. Um, and, you know, why my passion towards lethal loyalty, and that's the very reason that led to my passion here and, and, and the genesis of our lethal loyalty solution. While over the years, the software products uh, in the marketplace have come a long, long way from, you know, mainframes to enterprise solutions, uh, you know, what we call the ERP solutions, now to the cloud-based uh, SaaS solutions, to now, you know, what we call PaaS, and then very soon we'll have another acronym um, in there. So with, with all of that, what I've seen and our, you know, which our, uh, you know, organizations face day, day in and day out is... Uh, while, you know, all these software solutions are really, really good at doing their core aspect, these are all solutions that are doing a good job of just that, their core aspect. And what you don't have is an end-to-end -end, uh, solution that puts your customer at the center, provides a complete view, so you can actually serve your customer, not sell to your customer, not market to your customer, not do a service management to your customer, but you're serving your customer all the time, knowing your customer all the time, serving your customer all the time, and proactively. That takes a lot. Uh, that takes you, know, you to know your customer better uh, through every aspect of the touch point, the journey, um, and what that does is bring insights uh, so you can actually understand what your customer wants even before they realize what they want. Um, so that aspect is missing. And and the genesis of our lead to loyalty, um, you know, uh, you know the, not only the term, the asset, the solution, the concept, whatever you want to call it, was that 
how do you come bring together, you know, putting these various aspects together so you have a platform, now not a technology product anymore, a platform that can help organizations, you know, seamlessly you know, enable their business end-to-end. And once you do that, now technology disappears in the background, and now you can talk about how to enable business. You know, the best technology product is the one that, you know, disappears in the background and organizations don't know that it even exists. Now they don't have to be worried about it and they can focus on their business. Thank you, Uday. Really appreciate the overview. And I think you brought in uh, something we credit Steve Jobs with having said, give the customer something they don't even know yet that they want. I believe that was one of the early value props of the Apple products way back in the day. So thank you very much. Pleasure to meet you. And we have one more seat around the table. We're looking forward to hearing next from Andres Calderon. Andres, welcome and please introduce yourself to our listeners and what's your overview on the topic? Go ahead, Andres. Thanks, Bonnie. And very good morning to everyone. So Andres Calderon, and a senior senior manager at Deloitte, uh, working closely with Uday and Russell. Um, same as, as others, I made a background of uh, growing uh, for almost two decades as well on the CX space, having started with uh, you know implementations just uh, on on single areas like marketing or sales, and, and growing along, and. Um, Basically, it's been a long journey of, uh, of serving customers and trying to always in, help them enhance their, their customer experience. Uh, I come from, uh, my home country is Costa Rica, so I started first through um, my career in Latin America and eventually I made it to the U.S. and, and stay here. And uh, throughout all that, I was able to really uh, you know, appreciate what it meant to have a, a, a good customer experience in different cultures with different groups and different types of, 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 of companies. And um, really, uh, this, this is what ties me to, the, to, to this topic, um, that at the end, it was really about uh, really making a difference for customers, right? Uh, you could implement the tools and the plumbing, as we say, and the capabilities so that companies can uh, have a technology that supports their sales or their marketing functions or their service functions. But the real magic came when all of that could be orchestrated and made work, make work in unison so that really across every touch point, that customer was really made felt special. And across the years, that has been a challenge, of course, as the technology has been growing, it has been more of a reality. And, and we're excited nowadays because we feel that with the technologies that we now have available in the tools, uh, you know, we now can realize a lot of that vision and make it a true reality. And, and that's where we have thought, put a lot of our thought process in what the work we've done and what we call lead to loyalty. And, and, and that's where our passion takes us at the end. And if we, uh, you know, we can help our customers understand this concept, help them transform and get them to the place we're thinking and really make a difference for the customers the way we envision, then, you know, well, that's, that's what for us is all about. So uh, that's really what drives me and, and, and uh, gets me through here. Funny. 
Thank you, Andres. Interesting. Uh, the concept we're talking about today, we're talking obviously B2B, talking about companies, companies you all work with. But when you sit back for a second, think about it, we will all be the beneficiaries of LTEL, won't we? Because we're all consumers. We're all buying something, whether it's at a very consumer level, whether it's at a company buying level, right? That B, B2BC, if you will. And so this is a topic that is really important. And how many times have we as just retail consumers gone to a store and said, why don't they know me? Or why can't they find me in their database? Or why did they send me an email suggesting I buy something when I just bought it two days ago? Why are they asking me for my phone number again? When you think about those touch points that we see that impact us where we don't feel special. Am I right, Andres? We don't feel Absolutely. special and we get annoyed and we don't want to do business with them. So this is a, a, a wonderful topic. And I have to do a shout out to Malia Aguilar, who is listening to the show. Malia organizes everything so beautifully behind the scenes. And thank you, Malia. It's going to be another good one. So now is the part of the show where I've asked my guests in advance to send me a quote from a famous person, a book, a movie, a song. And the quote on the surface has absolutely nothing to do with the topic and we're going to hear how creatively they think about why they chose the quote and what it does have to do with the topic in their own words. So, Russell McLean, you're up first. And Russell sent us a quote from Sir Robert William Bobby Robson, who lived from 1933 to 2009, English footballer and football manager. His career included periods playing for and later managing the England national team and being a UEFA Cup winning manager at Ipswich Town. And he was called, he was knighted as a knight bachelor in 2002 and was inducted as a member of the English Football Hall of Fame in 2003. Here's the quote. It really got me with this one, Russell. I have no idea what it means, what the context is, so I can't wait. Wait, the quote is, the first 90 minutes are the most important. Russell, unpack this for us, please. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a big one for, for quotes and, and quoting folks. So when you asked me to come up with a quote, it took me a little while to find something I thought would be kind of fun. Um, and, you know, I'm Scottish, so I feel kind of bad about picking an English football manager as uh, my uh, source of inspiration for a quote. But, Bobby Robson, yeah, he managed the, the English uh, football team or soccer team. And, um, you know, for those of you who don't know, a soccer match lasts 90 minutes. And what I thought was interesting with this quote, and, and it used to be folks would say, you know, it's important to score a goal in the first five minutes, or it's important to score a goal just before halftime. Or, um, but but what, what he's saying with this quote is, that, you know, the, the full game is important, right? It's not just the start, it's not just the end, it's not the middle. It's the full, the full 90 minutes are the most important part of the game, which um, I guess if I was to put it to lead to loyalty, you know, it's end to end, right? So the, the first customer touch point right through the last is, is equally important in terms of how you, how you work with your customers. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the quote I, I selected. Um, Bobby Robson, he's a funny guy. I, uh, you know, he, I'd seen him a lot on TV and uh, like I said, he managed the English soccer team. So he, he always had some interesting things to say and, uh, I was quite witty in, in how he how he uh, how he talked to the the TV cameras and stuff. So yeah, he's a nice guy. And, and um, yeah, that quote, uh, start to finish, I guess, is how I heard some of that quote. And you know, it's all it's all equally important. Thank you very much. Fascinating. And that's interesting. If a game is typically 90 minutes and the first 90 minutes are most important, that means the whole game. But if you yeah. think about it, the first 90 minutes, I'm going to change that a little bit, Russell, with your permission, in customer interaction. The first 90 seconds 
are the most important. Am I right? I'm looking for some. Uday, are you gonna gonna give me an eyebrow up or down on that one? Go ahead, Uday. What do you think? Um, you know, probably yes. You want you know you don't get second chances for first impressions, so the first ninety seconds are important. But if you uh, you know screw up after the first ninety seconds, you've lost the customer no matter what the first impression is. Uh, which goes through to the code and you know what you know Russell also called out here. So we look at this as engaging with the customer and delivering, you know, a compelling experiences. That's really what it's all about. Uh, compelling experience throughout every single interaction, every single touch point. It, you know, it, it comes back to, you know, people thinking sales organizations think we, we are the most important part of the organization because we sell. Marketing organizations think we are the most important because we nurture um, the customer even before any sale happens. And service organizations think, you know, we are lifting all the weight because we are the ones who are actually, you know, walking the talk. If not for us, there would be no company um, or organization. But in reality, every aspect of that interaction is important. One without another is going to fall apart. And that's why, you know, you don't look at a customer journey. As uh, as you know, sales service or marketing touch point, you look at it as a customer interaction. Every time, every one of them needs to deliver a compelling uh, engagement. First ninety seconds for sure, and beyond that as well. Thank you, Andres. I think you want to say something on this quote, Russell. We're, we don't usually go around the table on quotes, but that was such a good one. So inspirational, Andres, huh? Oh, it was. It was. It was. I think it's really cool, Andres. Anything you want to add there? Yeah, no, it, it's really insightful. It, it, it is true that, that we really see that you don't really change that customer experience unless you really address the whole spectrum. And, and, and this is where, you know, especially areas like service, like post-sales, we see this is where companies really uh, fall apart in terms of keeping that engagement and loyalty, right? So, so really addressing all the touch points across there and at the very end, you know, tying it up with tools that can help you listen to your customers along that way, be able to keep that engagement. That's, uh, that's really the key here. So I, I think that that quote really, um, you know, keeps it in center. That is the whole comprehensive uh, gamut, as we said. And, uh, you know, not forgetting that even after the product is delivered, even after the sale has been made, there is a whole journey still to be made. And it's not just the beginning. Thank you very much. Russell, kudos to you. That was a first. Thank you. Uday has sent us an equally compelling, provocative, and wonderful quote. This is from Julius Campbell in Remember the Titans. Let me give a little background here. Remember the Titans is a 2000 American biographical sports film produced by Jerry Bruckhammer. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It's based on a true story of African-American coach Herman Boone, portrayed by Denzel Washington, and his attempt to integrate the T.C. Williams High School football team in Alexandria, Virginia in 1971. Interesting. Uh, it was a blockbuster, by the way. It's often listed among the best football films of all time. And Julius Campbell was one of the key football players portrayed in Remember the Titans. He was one of the leaders of the team at a newly integrated school in Virginia in the early 70s that went on to win the state championship. Campbell was the player who told the team in order to win, they needed to have, this is appropriate for our topic, Uday, they needed to have one heartbeat 
one heartbeat. We're talking about integrated, right? Lead to loyalty, integrated platforms. Here is the quote. Bonnie, finally get to the quote already. The quote is, attitude reflects leadership. Captain Uday, help me out here. What do you see? Yeah. So, you know, I, I saw the movie back when it came out, but that one stuck in my head. And that's true to anything and everything that you apply your life to, right? Uh, attitude uh, is, is truly a reflection of leadership. So anything and everything around you uh, that, uh, you know, we all, you know, take the liberty of complaining, just stop, look around. We all have to have a big part to play in that. If something is not right, something's broken, we have a big part in it. So step up, show the leadership, you know, inculcate the right attitude and change the world. Everything that's ever changed in the world throughout the history was through leadership, through that vision, right? Don't focus on what was done, you know, focus on what can be done. That's brought through leadership. Uh, that's even more important um, these days with everything, you know, with, with all the, you know, you know, pandemic situation and everything that's going on and people stuck at home, every organization is thinking about how do I, um, you know, so my customers better and solve their problems and even more compelling way because, you know, everyone needs me today. And the worst of it, I'm not in front of them, Right. It's, it's not only that they need me more today than ever, but I'm also not able to get in front of them. Um, and, you know, whether it's the sales reps trying to figure out how do I do my job and get the products to my um, customers or organizations thinking, how do I, you know, bring them the new products that they need? And that's exactly, um, if I, you know, were to connect this lead to loyalty, that's exactly where this whole thing plays. It enables the organizations, enterprises to reach and help their customers and in turn, they help their customers and in turn, they help their customers through an end-to-end -end solution that helps them even more, you know, serve them better, understand every interaction, understand every touch point and have every aspect of the data so they can uh, reach out to them. And uh, it's more important than ever and it takes leadership and vision uh, to pull something together uh, like this instead of just relying on what was done. What was done might not get you where you want to go or where your customers want to go. You, you need to show the leadership and the vision, and that's what this is about. Thank you, Uday. Appreciate it. Excellent quote. Now let's go to Andre's quote, and he's wondering, what's Bonnie going to say about my quote after she was so excited and enthusiastic? Well, I like your quote too, Andres. He picked a quote from C.S. Lewis. Let me give a little background, then I promise I'll read the quote. Clive Staples Lewis, 1898 to 1963, British writer and lay theologian, and he is best known for his works of fiction, especially the screw tape letters, the Chronicles of Narnia. Yes, you're all saying, I know who C.S. Lewis is, and the Space Trilogy. He and fellow novelist J.R.R. Tolkien were close friends, no surprise there. Lewis wrote more than 30 books, which have been translated into more than 30 languages and have sold a heck of a lot of million copies. On the 50th anniversary of his death, he was honored with a memorial in Poets Corner in Westminster Abbey, and that's an honor. Here's the quote. This is words to live by now. True humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. Andres, please share your input on this one. Beautiful quote. Go ahead. Sure, Bunny. And, and uh, yeah, and I, as I thought my quote, I, I, I wanted to choose something that, yeah, might be a, right off the bat, it was a little bit uh, uh, interesting how to connect with the topic we're, we're discussing. And, uh, but the, the matter of the fact is 
that um, it goes to, to me, it, it talks to the heart of the ideals and principles that we want to lead our work and how we want to uh, advise our customers and what our work that our customers can use will reflect. And, and I think when it comes to customer experience, really at the end, it's about our service to customers, really be able to put them first in the needs and how, how they are serviced and uh, easier said than done. And the, the reason why um, this quote to me it was important is because we start there. We start there by, by, by ensuring that what we develop has that embedded and that thing in it, right? So as, um, as we saw what was really doing, uh, what was really necessary for enhancing customer experience, over and over you see that customers, what they complain, they're not being listened to, right? And we spoke a little bit about this, that, that uh, my, my needs are not really being reflected. I receive emails or I receive messages, not right, but so really starting there and ensuring that the platform you're setting really enables that for companies, right? And we, we help our companies really, really have that attitude of humility, which at the end, as an organization, if we can really have that reflected, I think that that goes a long way into customers really sensing that customer services are, organizations are sincere and really want to cater to them, which I think is super important as part of the whole human factor that at the end, this is all trying to enable, right? Um, so as part of our solution, you know, we, 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 we spend time on this. We, and we have uh, something that we'll, spoke, we'll speak a little bit more about it later here in the show, but it's about how do we listen to customers and how do we take that and make it actionable so that the organization is actually having an easier time listening and responding to that for customers. Thank you. Very eloquent, sir. I appreciate that. While you're speaking, I'm thinking of get away from the company, the vendor being egocentric and get over to true customer centricity, right? Not think less of yourself, think of yourself less. Who would you want to be? How would you want to be treated? How would you want your customer experience if you were on the other end of that? Thank you, gentlemen. I'm very impressed with all the effort you put into researching your quotes. Great round of quotes. And now it's time. No, we don't take a break on the show. We just want to keep that energy going. I've got three smiling panelists. I wish our listeners were viewers because I have the privilege of being here on Zoom with cameras on with my wonderful panelists. If you're just tuning in, this is the Kinetic Enterprise presented by Deloitte. We're talking about nurturing customer experience from lead to loyalty and the new buzz in the alphabet soup is L2L today and I am speaking with Russell McLean, Uday Srinivasareddy and Andres Calderon and we are now at the part of the show where we're going to go through a couple of their discussion statements they sent me before the show. So Russell I looked at your statements and there are so many good places to start. I think we'll just start with statement number one if that's okay with you. You say companies today often have a complex technical landscape of solutions from various vendors. When these solutions are sold to them, they always come with promises of easy integration to existing components. However, this integration is never as easy as initially thought, or should we say as initially promised. So Russell, why don't you take about two minutes, expand this, unpack it for us, and then we will see what Uday has to say and what Andres has to say. Russell, you're up. Yeah, thanks, Bonnie. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think the, the statement uh, really speaks for itself in that, you know, there's different, there's different software vendors out there and they all promise um, you know, to be the best, best in class at different parts of the full, you know, customer journey, customer experience, whether it's you know, finding, finding customers uh, who are talking about your products, who are talking about your brand on social channels, um, through to you know commerce vendors that that help uh, develop solutions or help uh, you have solutions that that help you facilitate a transaction with those customers once you once you found them and able to been able to to drive them to your to your website. Um, you may have you know contact center software um, for for your call center where folks want to call in and place an order or have support, and then of course you've got your you know your enterprise management software um, to, to run your to run your um, run your run your organization, process your orders, and then you know get them shipped out to the to the customer at some point. So all those different um, tools in your landscape that, that help facilitate that that customer engagement, um, passing data between them, and having them integrate in such a way that you can facilitate that seamless experience that we've just been talking about, it, it's not easy, right? I mean, and that's what Udi and Andres and I have spent our career helping organizations do. And so um, I guess the point of my statement is you can you can buy best-in-class solutions and, and, and have them all integrate with each other. You can buy solutions from a single vendor um, that where they may not be best-in-class everywhere, that the integration between them all, in theory, should be easier. Um, and so there's different decisions that that, that companies have to, to go through in terms of how to how to facilitate that that experience that we're talking about and and our our perspective on all that is that the um, that we can bring a solution and, and lead to loyalty that that helps take away a lot of the, the concerns around uh, that that integration and, and and making all those different components of your landscape talk to each other and and uh, you know seamlessly pass data to each other so it's a tricky problem and and I think also over time, you know, companies have purchased different, different uh, products. There are different periods in their their life cycle. You know, their value, their value, um, valuable life cycle, and and being able to piece together different parts of that and integrate those different parts is also something that leads to loyalty can help can help facilitate. Like, you may have something that's brand new and you really like it, so we can componentize uh, componentize that solution to help to help take advantage of what you have in place today, but also. Um, you know, replace components that may be getting towards end of life that, um, that that need to be updated or upgraded depending on where they are with, with with their life cycle and also what they're doing with respect to engagement of your customers. Thank you very much, Russell. Sounds like this goes back to the quote I think Uday sent us about leadership and captain. Somebody has to make those decisions. Uday, please comment on Russell's statement. Agree or disagree? Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, here are the things that I would add to that, right? So, the reality of the world is whether you buy uh, best of breed software from multiple vendors or solutions from a single vendor, the reality of it is you have you know solutions that do niche aspects very, very effectively, but the promised land of all of these working together in a cohesive manner is still not a reality. So what organizations go through when they're trying to do, you know, transform their end-to-end -end, um, you know, customer uh, transformation, if you will, is they spend a lot of time trying to piece these solutions together to actually work as a platform. 
and instead of focusing on you know how they're going to enable the business that takes a lot of time building these integrations you know making the data go from one system to another having a single view of the customer because now you're interacting with your customer across different um, you know it feels like different applications instead of one single solution and what we've done with the lead to loyalty solution is that's exactly what we've solved for putting together all these uh, products together in, and integrated pre-built integrations that you know, you know, not only flow the data back and forth, but also orchestrate your business processes across the ecosystem. Now you're not worried about which solution am I on, which cloud am I on, or which ERP um, solution am I on, but you're you know, focused on, okay, here's my capability, now let's see how I can sell my customer. And that's what this whole lead to loyalty is about. So two aspects to it. You know, one is, you know, having figured out how do you put all these different you know, solution components together to have an end-to-end -end solution uh, so the customer is not wasting their time. Um, and we, we have all that kind of pre-built. And also, we also have the solutions, industry-specific solutions, you know, enabled in our um, lead loyalty uh, solution stack so the customers can come in and we're not learning everything on their dime every time now the customer you know, comes to us. Now I thought that came already in the solution. No, and you know you, you go through that a thousand times. Now customers, you know, like where's my promised land? And now we're not trying to reinvent on their time, but we, we are really enabling that transformation. Thank you, Andres. Join us, please. What do you think? Agree or disagree? You're up. Yeah, and I mean absolutely. I think you got to get integrations right. Um, I mean, it, it's it's interesting. It's not a it, it's it's not that difficult when you think about hey, I'm, this is my customer journey. I'm going to connect all this, but actually, this is what makes it or breaks it. Many many times where we've seen customers just build their landscapes with different technologies, or they migrate one technology to another, and it becomes something unmanageable to them that at the end just allows them to support the the basic. Uh, capabilities they're trying to achieve, but they get nowhere near truly achieving a customer experience. So this takes us back to, first of all, the importance to starting with the right target in mind from the beginning. And for that is where you really need to start this journey with truly understanding what is really going to take for having your customer have that better experience along the whole journey. And that's part of how we always start this work, right? We really want to take it holistically from there. Now, when you, if nowadays, right, for example, one of the biggest problems we have is data, right? So you, you have all these touch points, digitalization going in many channels and just absorbing and collecting all these data and customers struggle tremendously to, to uh, take advantage of that. And interfaces and integrations with different solutions is a big part of the problem because then you have different data models and how they talk to each other. So you got to start with the right vision, mindset, and strategy from the beginning and have really an approach of how you evolve the landscape, right? One of the concepts of our solution uh, that we connect tightly with the kinetic enterprise is a clean infrastructure, right? So basically, right off the gate, we've, we've thought about this complete journey and enabling touch points that really allows the data to go from A to C in a way that really can be a scalable and can keep the landscape clean for companies instead of just simply growing and growing after wave and wave of upgrades in customization, then at the end becomes so much of an overhead that then companies have to scrap, scratch that and start all over again. 
So that's part of what we're trying to tackle here and, and, and first and foremost, enable that proper clean infrastructure. Thank you very much. Boy, we're covering a lot of ground in this conversation. I'm very impressed. I'm looking at all of your discussion statements, gentlemen, and I'm seeing we've touched on almost all of them already, but we have a few more new places to go. So, uh, Russell, thank you for that one. Uday, I'm looking at your statements, and I think number three is a fresh topic. I'd like to go there. Uh, I think Andres touched on this just a little bit a minute ago, but let's go a little deeper in this. You say, given the integrated nature of the customer interactions across the customer journey, L2L, Lead to Loyalty, is able to generate data-driven and actionable insights to proactively drive your customer's business to provide top-line results, along with increased customer satisfaction, retention, and acquisition. That's the whole package of what the goal is. But would you please talk a little more depth about generating that data-driven and actual actionable insights? And Uday, if you could also cover, I mentioned in my opening, sentiment data. Where do you, where do you get that? Uday, you're up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, the, the actionable insights, data-driven actionable insights. So this is almost a buzzword. I say almost because that's the holy grail, right? Uh, you know, we all talk about enterprise software, then customer experience software. We want to get a 360-degree view. Organizations talk about 360-degree view of our customers. I want to have one source of truth about my customer. At the end of the day, they just didn't fancy that 360-degree view just so they knew the customer, but they wanted to do something with that in a customer insight or customer view. But the problem is you never got to that point. You never got a 360-degree view of your customer because you're still stuck in, in you know, mocking around in your siloed world of different departments. If this goes back to think more about yourself, how organizations operated within themselves as a supply chain organization or a sales organization or a marketing organization. So you never got beyond yourself and looked at your customer in one view. So the 360-degree view never existed. And without that, you never had any you know, data. And keep this in mind. So data without actionable insights is just noise that will drown you. That's it, right? You need to have uh, data-driven uh, insights that are actionable. And you know, once you look at your customer as a customer and try to serve them in every aspect of their journey, now you have a complete view. So the, your customer does not think, okay, I spoke to the marketing department yesterday, so let me call the you know, sales today and service tomorrow. That's not how the world works. The customer picks up the phone and calls your organization. For them, you're just one face. It's not a department, it's one face. So if you are able to interact with the customer in that fashion, no matter what their need are, so now you have one view of the data. Like for example, you know, right from the first point of touching to what the customer was interested in, how you nurture that and provide him the data insights, and then what the customer really bought and why they bought and what, is, what are they trying to really do with that? And how are they help, trying to help serve their customers? To now, what is their problem, and what do they, uh, you know, really are trying to go after to solve? What is their pain point? If you have, in the simplest form, that kind of, you know, insight into your customer, you have so much insights into your customer. Now you can think about, okay, here's the problem that, you know, this organization is going to trying to solve, and now let's take a look at everyone in in that peer group or, in, you know, in in that, you know, group that is trying to solve the problem. Let me 
draw comparable insights, and now you can find out valuable information that the organization itself does not know. You can interpret, you can apply machine intelligence to that and say, okay, if the customer is going after this problem and within this market segment, this is the product that's doing very well, and this customer has not taken advantage of it. And you can go back with insights and marketing campaigns, not just as an organization, but an organization trying to solve the customer's problem. We've helped large global organizations solve these problems. You know, once you give them the insights, you know, for organizations where they couldn't do business before, we've shown them white spaces where they were, you know, not serving before, but now with a compelling digital transformation, they were they are able to solve. They were able to penetrate markets where their business model was not viable. Now you show them alternatives. Now they're able to go through that. Um, and similarly, different organizations where product categories that they thought were not something the customers want with our data-driven insights and applying machine intelligence, we were able to put in a surface of product categories that the customer you know, organizations never thought before. And now they're you know, successfully into those product categories. So, you know, and, and, and that's something, it's just not truly measured in, you know, dollar value of your sales incentive. You have to put, put your customer first to think through that, and then the results come uh, behind that. Thank you very much, Uday. Great overview of that. Before I go around the table to Andres and then Russell to come in, and that I have a question for you, Uday, if I sure. may. Whose job is it? to find those actionable insights? Whose job is it to look at them and say, ah, we have sentiment analysis and we know that this product line hasn't been marketed properly or we're coming up with the wrong value proposition for that segment of the, the consumer market who we really think would benefit from buying this. Who, is it is there a group that's designated the customer sentiment analysis review group? I know there isn't, but who whose job is it anyway? That's the phrase I like to use. Whose job is it to actually be the first line to look at this actionable data? Who gets to act on act on it? We talk about the silos of marketing and sales and and maybe product development and product enhancement. Who who gets this data? And who is supposed to act on it? Just a brief answer, Uday, and then we'll ask Andres and Russell to also comment on that. Go ahead, Uday. Yeah, brief answer. Attitude is a reflection of leadership, right? That is the answer to that question. So really, um, the true answer is because there are groups that are focusing on siloed parts of the execution is mm -hmm. what leads to the problem. Because, you know, you know, like I've said, in my career, I've been the one throat to choke for my customers, which is exactly how you got to think about it. Right? When you are implementing a sales solution, you got to think about, okay, how am I drawing insights? Now, it doesn't matter. You know, even if you're putting a supply chain platform, you've got to figure out how do you, you know, draw insights uh, from that that you can connect to customer experience. At the end of the day, it's all about customer transformation and customer engagement. All applications that you implement should have that you know, right from the beginning, that thought process. So when the data is drawn together, you have, your, you have the ability to draw insights. So every one of us in this table are brought to solve the problem and we need to solve the problem. We just can't throw it across the fence and say, go talk to that group because that group didn't, was, did not start in the beginning. So if you didn't do your job right, they will have no, you know, they have no ability to do that. And that's exactly what's going on with every transformation or most transformations that struggle to draw the insights today. Thank you. Andres, join us. We're very provocative now. What, what's your POV on everything we've been discussing? Go ahead, Andres. Yeah. 
So, so Bonnie, let me let me get, let me first start with a couple of uh, of our statistics here that kind of uh, connect to with what I want to add to the topic. Well, first of all, fifty three percent of customers expect interactions with brands always to be personalized with unique behaviors and preferences, right? We spoke a little bit about this, about the, the, uh, the expectation. 68% indicate digital behavior, content and experiences delivered by brands influences their brand loyalty, and 79% cite they're only likely to engage with an offer if it has been personalized based on previous brand interactions. So actionable insights connected to what they need, what they wanna see, what they wanna hear, right? And, and what we really want to touch on is, you know, how do you make that a reality, right? How do you make that? Because who's responsible at the end? Well, as we said before, and I completely agree with the day, it's every person in the organization, right? But again, we have to enable every person in the organization to be able to do that. And that's where the technology and the platform and the tools can really play a role. And that's where we have the big opportunity right now, right? So, for example, just to bring it to life, um, one of the things we've done lead to loyalty, right? We, we spend a lot of effort uh, building a customer data platform. So that, that, what that means is the concept of be able to really bring all the information that is drawn from all the customer touch points into one centralized place. And then with a set of algorithms, be able to drive insights that then tell you something that is going on with this customer, something likely, some problem, something maybe that he'll get, he's going to like. And that's going to have a pro, that's going to have uh, a potential action. Now, we take that and we're going to first translate it into a set of uh, reports or insights for an account executive, let's say, for example. And then account executive is getting ready to go pay a visit to his customer, right? So the first thing, and again, connected to the account 360 is, I'm going to get ready for my visit. Let me have something really quickly to tell me what's going on with my customer. And then, hey, by the way, wouldn't it be great that I can actually right now see maybe some trends on their sales, something that tells me, you know, this customer is not doing really well on this area, but all these other customers which are similar to them, and because of the algorithms we're running, we actually can find a lot of similarities, right, which is the big, the, the big promise of big data. Take that and say, suggest, why don't you so talk to this customer because we think this is an area that they can go and sell more into. So he takes that information and then through his relationship already had, provide something more than just the typical conversation, but something that is now powered by true, a, a true analysis of big data, right? Now, on top of that, let's say they have that conversation, the customer gets interested. Let's say the customer follows up on a commerce digital channel of the same, of the same company, interested in looking some more. And then we take that interaction and we let the account executive know of that going on. And then we have that follow-up. Again, a different kind of actionable insight, but again, keeping that engagement along the way to help that account executive really make the sale, right? So to me, making that a reality is the key. And then that attitude that we're going to see from every person, which we really want to have, becomes really empowered by the true power that this technology can bring if we truly connect all those data points and bring that data forth. Thank you very much. Great overview. Great, actually a deep dive. Russell McLean, I know you're just ready to pounce on this topic. Russell, join us, please. What do you think? A lot to chew on here. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the point I would make is um, companies have a lot of this data. They have a lot of it already. 
we just don't know how to consolidate it and generate those insights. Um, I think the example I would use is, you know, if in our in our home lives, if we have our refrigerator breakdown or AC unit breakdown and, and a technician comes out, or you call in and say, well, okay, we can send a technician out there on Tuesday. So you wait till Tuesday, you've got no fridge till Tuesday. Then, uh, you know, the technician comes out, looks at your appliance and, you know, says, oh, I don't have that part. I got to come back a couple more days with the part to, to, to um, you know, fix it. But to me, you know, that, that's not a great customer experience, right? You might be out your fridge for a week. Um, but, but companies know, right? They know that, um, okay, a customer's called in with a problem with this product. It was manufactured on this date. Um, and, you know, customers in this state where the product works within these environmental conditions, right? And if you're in Arizona and you're, you're, you know, you're in a hot state, then, you know, maybe the, the, the motor runs a lot on your fridge or your AC unit. So, so an organization knows that, you know, 90% of the failures we have with this product are this part. Um, and so when, when the technicians come to your house, you got to make sure that that part's on the truck. Um, and that, that way you're more likely to be able to resolve that problem with, uh, you know, the first visit that the, the technician takes, you know, takes to your house. And I think there's a couple of things there, right? So companies know, they know all these data, or they have all this data. Right? They don't know how to consolidate it. They don't know how to drive those insights. And, and if they did drive those insights, there's, in this example, there's two benefits. One is customer is getting taken care of as quickly as possible. Um, secondly, your costs will be lower because uh, you know, you're not sending your technician out there twice. If it's a warranty repair, then you know the cost is on the organization to, to solve for. And, and I think having that analysis and being able to get those insights and, and, and make smart business decisions on that data is, is key. And I think it's what we've all just, we've all just talked about is how, how, do you, how do you take the data you have whether you have it just through interactions with your customers or you've bought that data or you just know it through analysis of product failures and product lifecycle um, and figure out how to, to make smart decisions on it is, is something that um, companies just don't do very well and uh, they should be able to do it very well because you know the, the, the tools exist and the data exists uh, to, to generate those insights and folks should really be doing it. Thank or your you, customer. Brother. Thank you, Russell. Yeah. I wanted to say, I want to go to, let's see where I want to go to. Um, we're almost at the end of the show predictions round, but there's something I wanted to go to. Andres, your statement number three will be a nice quick segue to what Russell just said about caring. The statement is L2L, lead to loyalty, drives loyalty by showing customers their needs are important and valued by the company they're being served by. Can you just give us a two or three sentence expansion of that. And then we're going to go to you, Russell, for your prediction on where this is all going, the future of L2L. And then we'll go to Uday and then Andre. So Andre, uh, talk to me about number three, please, just very briefly. Sure, absolutely, Bonnie. And I'll just go straight to basically, I'll focus on the angle of listening, right? Mm -hmm. You need to be able to listen to your customers yep. along all the way. We said this, right? But let me bring this to life a little bit. So, for example, many times, let's say a customer goes, purchase on the website as a, let's say, a, let's follow up on the example we had. That customer that we were trying to sell to goes, in fact, finally makes a sale and tries a new product line, okay? Now, at that time, we should take advantage, first of all, to follow up, let's say, a couple of weeks later of how he really did and then learn, listen what was his experience. Be able to take those insights and be able to then follow up and provide and you know tell the provide that data to the account executive for example 
let's say that same customer um, called in on service, right? And then, you know, some, he had a particular service on them. You know, many of, our, many of the customers would have an install base, a refrigerator, something like that. It gets repaired. You know, again, be able to have a tool to collect that feedback, follow up two weeks later, keep listening to the client. So the, the point is you need to be able to have the technology that allows you to really gauge how your customer is feeling across the journey and then be able to provide that to the to the part of the organization that really address that customer. And if it's not, if it's a large organization, then for example, be able to follow up with your telesales organization or um, an account executive if that's the case. But that's the point. It it needs to allow you to really do that so you can really have the true customer experience. Thank you, Andres. Wonderful insights. Let's go around the table very quickly. 30 seconds each. I don't know if any of you can talk in 30 seconds sound bites, but let's give it a try because we're almost done. Russell McLean, predictions. Where do you see L to L going anytime between the end of 2020 and five years out maximum? Russell, you're up. Go. Yeah, I think it's my prediction is more predictions, uh, meaning that uh, I think that right now, as Andres mentioned, Companies can listen. They can listen to their customers on, on social channels. They can listen to them as they call a call contact center. But I think in the future, there's going to be more predict, uh, predictions around what customers need and anticipate uh, what they're going to need, what they want to be talking about, and what products they're going to want before they start asking you for it. So you can you can position those things to them in advance. Thank you. Uday Srinivasa, ready. You're up. 30 seconds. What do you see in that crystal ball? Okay, what I see uh, is actually, uh, you know, let me take a chance and take a prediction, right? So we're all in this remote everything world, and we're all predicting that, you know, this will get solved and we'll all go back to our lives the old way. You know, nothing could be far from the truth. You know, even when all of this, when the dust settles, we're at an inflection point where the way we operate is going to change. We're going to be doing more and more things remote. Uh, we're going to be you know, doing more and more things digital. And Lead to Loyalty is exactly the platform that allows organizations to enable that for their people so they can you know, reach their customers, listen to their customers, and help their customers. Thank you. And let's go to Andres Calderon. You get the final word on predictions. What do you see all out into the future? Go ahead. My big predict prediction, Bonnie, is I see that the world's evolving more to be able to really humanize our relationships. And as organizations grow and the population grows and it becomes more difficult to have a real interaction human to human is really having technologies that allows organizations to stay human with their customers. And that's where platforms like Lead to Loyalty, allowing you to listen, allowing you to take that data and truly really care for your customer and make them feel special and make sure you're listening to them and catering to their needs is the key to enabling that. Thank Very you. well. Thank you. Very Everybody. well, Andres. I would just leave that note with elevating the human experience. That's what Lead to Loyalty is all about. Thank you yeah. very much. Well, I appreciate our transformation specialist today. Thank you so much. I want to do some shout outs here. Shout out to Malia Aguilar for organizing this episode. Always spectacular, Malia. Wonderful panel. Thank you. And very important topic. Carla Neal and Helen Tomas. 
at Deloitte. Thank you for sponsoring this series. We appreciate you. And thank you to Aaron Keller, my engineer extraordinaire at World Talk Radio, Voice America, the business channel for getting us on the air and keeping us there. A special thanks to Russell McLean at Deloitte. Russell, wave goodbye. Uday Srinivasareddy, wave goodbye. Thank you. And Andres Calderon at Deloitte. Thank you. I'm Bonnie D. Graham signing off for the Deloitte Kinetic Enterprise podcast. Be safe, be smart, be savvy, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Kinetic Enterprise, built to evolve, presented by Deloitte. Be sure to join host Bonnie D. Graham next Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Deloitte can help you reimagine everything in order to get the most out of your SAP investments and position your business for tomorrow's demands. Learn more at Deloitte.com SAP. This program is copyright Deloitte Development, LLC. All rights reserved.